If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, and so I watch them so that you don't have to. But before we get into this week's movie, we've got a little bit of haunted housekeeping to Haunted do. housekeeping. <laughs> uh, which is that we have another live virtual show on... December 3rd at 6 p.m. Is that correct? 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. That's right. That's right. We will be recapping. Well, first, importantly, all three of us will be together in the same physical location, Mm -hmm. which is a Mm -hmm. huge event for us personally. Um, A rarity. Henley will be in L.A. We will all be together. It's very, very exciting. And we're going to be recapping a new release, The Menu, which goes wide in theaters this week, this Friday, um, November 8th. I think is the date. Can't wait to hopefully we haven't seen it yet. So hopefully it's good, (laughs) but it looks good. I'm excited, excited about it, excited to recap it. And we're going to do all sorts of fun stuff that we could only do being together and and having a visual element uh, to the podcast. So if you want to hear the recap and also see the visual elements, which is why everybody (laughs) subscribes to podcasts, uh, you Mm -hmm. can watch our show. It is you get tickets at moment.co slash t-s-d-w m-o-m-e-n-t dot c-o slash t-s-d-w and it's gonna be a great time and tickets will be available or the stream the video will be available for a week after that date if you buy tickets so if you're not available on the third at 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern but it will be available at any point within that next calendar week which imagine if you were not available at any moment for a whole week i'm sorry for you for that um but if you are (laughs) you can still watch it I'm really excited. Mostly, I'm just excited to hang out with you guys in person. So um, excited. Also, it's an excuse to dress up. Uh, We're going to dress I fancy. don't have currently. I only wear leggings and You did recently t-shirts. describe a uh, sweater vest as a bra. <laughs> I'm currently so wearing a sweater the, vest and it is acting up. as a bra. Yes. The kind yes. of dressing up we're typically doing. <laughs> um, I, I bought a sweater vest recently. It's um, blown up my closet. I mean, it's like changed every outfit. I mean, you guys... Hearing you talk about it, I immediately was online shopping for sweater vests. Yeah, Yeah, I got two now. Well, I need one. (sighs) Hearing it described as an alternative for a bra is really uh, (laughs) 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 game-changing. Love that. (laughs) Um, Okay, did anything scary happen to us this week, you guys? I just have a quick little thing, which is, as, as people may know by now, I have four cats, and... One of them recently, the oldest one, she's 12. And by all accounts, she is the best one. She's the least offensive uh, most of the time. Has decided her new thing is to scream in the middle of the night. Just walk around 
the house, not and walk around like our bed, like just circle the bed, oh. yelling at us uh, for seemingly no reason. We we um, Joel took her to the vet recently to just for a checkup. I was like, she's doing this. Is anything wrong? And they're like, no, it doesn't seem like it. And if she's still eating, she's still acting normal. Otherwise, she's just probably yelling at you. And we've looked up Do cats get more vocal as they get older. The answer is yes. And I really am not a fan of this new habit. If anybody has thoughts, if their cats have done this, it's just like it sounds like she's just bored. Like it's not a distress yeah. cry. It's just sort of like it's like can you but it's so loud and it's so annoying and it's like really every annoying. night now oh can my you, god can you kick her out of your room does she freak out if she's not allowed in your room i mean we could kick her out of our room but so then we'd have to kick every we can't trap anybody oh my in god, the, the room four cats in a bedroom while i'm trying to sleep is a nightmare goddamn nightmare we'd have to trap them all out and then they'd probably fight with each other and be loud outside it's just like it's a whole thing you know it's oh, too many cats it's dynamic it's too many cats. So if anybody has thoughts, <laughs> love to hear them. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of boredom, my thing this week is that I have a desperate plea to listeners to please send me your recommendations about children's books, like infant books that I can read mm. and I won't want to like, you know jump in the lake afterwards like you're bored with silas's books (laughs) i'm reading so he loves to read which is great it's a blessing but oh my god he wants to read the same books over and over again so i have so many memorized like little blue truck chicka chicka boom boom like they are just will there be enough room is that the next line Chicka, oh my god don't put me on the spot sorry i just remember that one i remember that one yeah they are like he's relentless about wanting to reread these. And so I just need, I just need some new ideas. Anyone, anyone. Um, there's one that we particularly don't like called pout pout fish. I'm a pout pout fish with a pout pout face. I spread the dreary wearies all over the place. <laughs> I spread the dreary wearies. Yeah. It's such a weird message. Is it about like, don't be sad ever. Don't show that you're sad. Fucking like back up bitch. <laughs> like what is basically at the, uh, so, okay. This fish is very sad and he's going around and he's spreading his sadness. Everyone's trying to make him feel better. No mm-hmm. one can make him feel better until this kind of like sultry fish swims <laughs> sultry? out and gives him a kiss. Oh, kisses no. Him. Oh, no. Unprovoked kissing. Not, you know, n- uncons- uh, non-consensual. Non-consensual kissing. Also like, hello, uh, men of the world. If you're grumpy long enough... You'll get a kiss. <laughs> what you is guys, this book? You guys, it's insane. This is in New York Times bestseller, like okay. top of the list. There are there are multiple. This feels like another another like spin-offs. the sadness huh. getting ninety one percent. Like the 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 <laughs> the public uh, is wrong. The rating <laughs> systems are all whack right now. But um, <laughs> anyway, so this this you know this other fish kisses the pow pow fish, and then he, he completely transforms, and he's no longer the pow pow fish. I don't like it. I don't like it either. And I can't believe people are reading this book. But Silas really likes listening to the pow pow fish with the pow pow well, face. He can't, he can't read, right? So could you just lie to him about, could you change the words? I, well, we just put it away. Like, so he doesn't see it. That's <laughs> doesn't exist. Like the key. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. But anyway, I need hmm. some suggestions. Okay. Any favorites? I'd love to know. Yep. Tell us your children's book suggestions. Um... I have a very quick one that is just that Emily and I exercised eight days ago and I am still 
sore from it. It was is really that hard. Normal? <laughs> it was re- it was like the hardest class what did I've you guys ever do? taken. We did our aerial There's yoga. A- aerial yoga, which is very fun and it's great. Very expensive. I know. <laughs> so this, I only do it. I know. On I have like a, a pass that I like milk with for all it's worth, and I'll be like, well, I can't go for another three weeks because I'll run out of the pass. Wait, what is aerial yoga? Are you guys like on a? I'm imagining like a sheet that you're like. There, it's like around. a, a yeah. little. It's like a hammock. So I'll I will send you pictures, but it's it's really cool. But the, this one, this particular class is like it's also it's a it's a core and booty class. You use the hammock doing like squats and stuff. And holy shit! But it's not my core and booty that are hurting. It is my arms. She was I think making us do up. things that felt like Olympic level athlete. <laughs> exercises like holding your whole body weight up by your arms and like lifting your legs up and down like pull-ups kind of but which I can't do and I felt embarrassed and so I really tried (laughs) oh I do that too I overcompensate I overcompensate in those situations it's like yeah that is how you hurt yourself but yeah yes I was like I can feel that my body can't like it's not this isn't I I would need to really work up to this thing that she seems to be doing. There was no work up. It was just sort of like, go. No. (laughs) So anyways, yeah, everyone just be careful out there. Know your limits. Careful out there. It's okay to not try to do the Olympic level exercises. Yeah. And then you won't be sore for eight days. I'm, I just like wake up each day and it's it's when I lift my arms up to like get something mm-hmm. out of the cabinet. Ooh. I'm like, wow, still hurting. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I've been there. I've been there where I couldn't even soon. like lift my arm up more than this. And I remember going to work one day and I couldn't. My boss was like, are you OK? I was like trying to like hand him something. It's like, I can't <laughs> lift my arms Just like up. dead arm. Completely dead arms. It's scary. It's scary out it there. It's scary. But something else scary that happened to me this week was that I watched this week's movie, which is Winchester, came out in 2018, directed by the Sperig brothers, Michael and Peter Sperig, written by Tom Vaughn and the Sperig brothers, starring Helen Mirren, Jason Clark, and Sarah Snook. Ooh. And it is streaming on Amazon and Hulu. And we have two guests with us today who I feel like are probably experts on the Winchester House. So that's very exciting. We're (laughs) thrilled to have them. They're the hosts of And That's Why We Drink. Em and Christine, welcome. Thank you for being here. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. But I also have to say all those memes I've seen of like, oh my God, Em, I'm in torture. Yes, it's torture. I know what you're going to say. Watching a, a or listening to a podcast and wanting to like scream your opinions at them, but knowing they wouldn't be able to hear. <laughs> like we just had to sit here in silence. At one point I was waving my arms about the pout pout fish. I saw, I was like, okay, should we got pout pout fish. I thoughts. was like, I need to chill out. But like, pout pout fish sounds like an incel. I'm like, pretty sure. I'm telling you. I'm pretty sure you were talking about Miss Shimmer and like, yes, Leona also loves the pout pout fish, but the oh, one no. about where it has to go find a pearl in the ocean. I don't know. It's like a spinoff, but oh, it's God. just Miss Shimmer. I'm like, what is your deal? Like, she's lurking everywhere. What is the message here? What is the message here? He's giving you nothing. Why are you just kissing people? What's happening? You know, but I also, don't know. We are sex positive about Miss Shimmer, so she can do yeah, whatever Ms. she Shimmer wants. Miss Shimmer can do what she wants, mm-hmm. but yes. I don't. Mm-hmm. What I don't mm-hmm. like is the message being conveyed to Pop Up Fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's, mm-hmm. Like he's he was trouble. rewarded. He was rewarded for Absolutely. being problematic. Absolutely, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like yeah. it. And he's being told like that it's okay to be mad until you get the kiss you want, mm-hmm. and 
and the kiss will come. You don't have to do anything to get exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, you just deserve say, the kiss. Yeah. We, it, could, it's, we could all together write a, like the spinoff and like and just like pop, pop actually fishes. educate children on change yes. the narrative. Change the narrative. Change, change the, narrative. the narrative. Yeah. It, it was a unique torture to just sit there and be like, oh, my God, my cat screams all the time, too. And I, I know I, I've Ugh. researched this extensively and it's because he's like hunting and then he brings us little oh. presents. And they're usually ones he dr- isn't that it's horrible. I'm like, there's I don't a want specific this yell of I have there's this one toy they have, which is the fish. And, and they all do it if they have oh, yeah. the fish. There's a specific specific because it's also really big. So it also makes a specific sound like, when they're holding it. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, I've got the fish. And they just like drop it. And you're like, the, cool. The I- worst is my cat likes to drown things. And so he'll <gasps> drop them in the water bowl and then he'll bring them into our bed and like, put them on my pillow. <gasps> and they're like, so what? Wet. That's worse. <laughs> this is just a reminder to me why I am childless and petless. I am. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't I'm, know. Like, it's never a dull moment. You know, it's never a dull moment. But also nothing here is ever damp. So, <laughs> and if it is, like you can investigate why, and it's about it. Yeah, I have yeah. a lot less uh, exploring to do to figure out my answers. <laughs> oh, everything here is damp. That's a good point. Everything in my home is definitely damp. Yes, mm-hmm. all of my clothes are damp. This is why. Yeah, this is why I can only wear sweater vests. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm now googling sweater vest shopping. I mean, I've already learned so much today. My eyes have been opened. Thank you for having us. <laughs> oh my god, thank you thank for, you being, for here. being here. I'm Christine. Anything. Gary happened to either of you this Always, week? Always, every week. I mean, all the dampness. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's every week, yeah. <laughs> I have something scary that's happening tonight, um, <gasps> especially for people with social anxiety. Uh, mm. It's probably like a nightmare. Um, can I just say real quick, I'm, I saw this on my calendar because we share like a podcast calendar and all I saw was like M at like social dinner or something and i was like what is that is that what you're about that to talk about sounds yeah. scary i yeah. have so many questions okay. <laughs> it's a dinner with strangers on purpose <gasps> oh no oh my Wait, why Wait, what tell me everything i don't know how much i'm supposed to say i'll, I'll i don't know it's just called the influencers dinner and that's oh, all i know oh my God. and apparently 12 people have been invited who shouldn't know who they are it's like a weird are like, you gonna get murdered I was going to say, this sounds like the menu. Horror movie. There's one horror movie with <laughs> yeah. um, Brittany Snow called Would You Rather? And mm. um, I, this feels like the beginning of that. Oh, no. Where uh-huh. yeah. She literally goes to a house full of strangers and they all have to play like a, like a psychological game together. What um, the fuck? And, and I was okay, like, well, Christine, you have this info on your calendar, right? So if, if something happens to Em, you know where. Well, I'm like not loving this because be. I'm like, I don't want to carry this whole podcast. I'm not this one. Ours. Em's and mine on my back. And like, if something happens to you, like I'm screwed too. So you be careful. I have find my friends on my phone, but there's like, it's some, so there's. I don't it's is very shady. I'm admitting to how shady it is because I don't <laughs> know a lot. But all I know is okay. that it's like a dinner where there's going to be like a dozen people there. And like we have to all make a dinner together, which is like so fucking weird. to Oh, me. no. We have to make dinner and uh, uh, and then we all sit down and eat. And just through our small talk where we avoid talking about our jobs, we have to like guess each other's jobs. I don't know who it's apparently some yeah, did psychologist. Did this invitation was, like come in a sealed envelope on yeah. your doorstep or how did yeah, this come great to question. be? Apparently this is like a once a year thing where they have like this dinner and it's always 12 new people. I don't I mean, know how cool. Well, have you, have you ever heard scary. from anyone who's done this before? I mean, are they still around to no. tell the story? <laughs> 
It's the weirdest thing. I have no idea if this is a complete scam and I'm just walking into a, a random person's house. Either way, I'm walking into a random Dear person's Lord. house. Right. Um, but I also am a bit of a social butterfly, so I'm excited to network. Yeah, this is very much down M's alley. Like, I am freaking out on your behalf, but I think you're going to nail it. If I die, know that it was like definitely I asked for an it. interesting way to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doing what you love. Yeah. 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 I will say uh, it sounds like all those crime books I read, like those fictional crime books I read, like murder mysteries where everyone's in one uh, building and there's a storm outside and then one person yeah. falls dead and you're like, who did mm-hmm. it? You're all like making yep. bread together or whatever. Mm-hmm. And none of you know who anybody really is. So how could you find yeah, the suspects? Point. You know, like when somebody you leave, seems suspicious, but maybe it's yeah, just what they a do trick. for a, li- uh, a job. Uh, where do they live? Murderer. I don't know. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea how it's going to go but it is apparently it's supposed to be kind of mysterious because the less information i know the better results we get i don't know oh, cool. where these and results like, are going i don't have any idea <laughs> the results? Oh, no. some mad scientist just like yes they'll sit in a room it's <laughs> sitting in like the saw like i've never seen saw i mean yeah. i want to admit this right now but i feel like he's watching all this from like a uh-huh. screen <laughs> yep, the monitors yeah. he might be and i am t- i'm truly literally walking into this so yeah. if something happens we all it's all it's recorded we know. i know what i did i know okay. what i did great okay wow best of luck but i'm honestly very interested me too i'm very interested if you survive this to hear how it went me, yeah, too. me, that's, too. me too that's how i that's how i ended up in it i was like well this could be a story so. honestly Absolutely. I, i'm gonna be offended as a true crime podcaster if you get murdered and everyone's like didn't you warn M? am gonna be like i tried for five years <laughs> yeah, i've been telling the, stories all like the this. signs were there every, every single every red, flag. Flag. red flag yeah what, if, I don't know what, what about you chris oh, i'm trying to is there something scary going on in your life besides how damp your house is it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty damn scary you said the bar very high um there's a lot of scary things and i've been thinking about this all day and we did have a couple little ghosty things that happened recently but the one thing that I feel like is most relevant is that something scary happened, which is that I started listening to your podcast, this lovely podcast. And I'm not a ho- like, I don't watch scary. Mo- I'm like you. I, I like I'm scared of scary movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is my husband. So like, we just don't like I just get to avoid them all I want. Um, but listening, I listened to like the Mary Holland episode about Carrie and I mm-hmm. love Stephen King, but I never read it. And now I'm in this like black hole of like well maybe i will start watching these movies and i feel like this is a dangerous place to be because i am a huge Mm. scaredy cat and i feel like the way you present it was like oh i could i could be brave enough to watch this it's intriguing and now i think poor em's slippery slope it's a slippery slope and i I feel like maybe i've done something bad um and and so (laughs) i don't know i'm gonna watch carrie tonight i'm very excited If I could handle it, I'm I'm sure you can. Okay, that's comforting. That see, this is the slippery slope, though. I'm like, well, they made it so doable, and like, I'm just gonna have nightmares. And I'm Christine had to take a clonop in the last time we watched a horror movie together, so I don't know how this is gonna go. (laughs) I took like 60 milligrams of no, not clonopin. Sorry, I took 60 milligrams of melatonin and (laughs) and a clonopin. No, I did, but I wanted to be clear, it was not 60 milligrams of (laughs) clonopin. What was was having like a full on anxiety attack? Oh, what was it? Which movie? Which movie? Sinister. Sinister. Which I don't know. Oh, that that's, that's a pretty yeah. gory one. That's, that's a gory one. Scary. That's a scary one. Mm-hmm. I, also, just getting through with melatonin is a really fun choice. I think well, just being I like, didn't mm-hmm. get through it. I walk. I got she, through no, two she minutes. She did it on purpose to poison herself so that way she could <laughs> exit the narrative. I wanted to... <laughs> 
<laughs> I wanted to make myself unconscious and fall asleep. And I did that. And I did fall asleep. And uh, I, I, my poor brother was home and got sucked into watching it and still regrets it to this day that um, tough. you were at my house making us watch it. But I don't like like I don't like I've watched like Midsummer weirdly. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is thrilling and interesting and exciting and terrifying. Yeah. But then I'm like a, the saw and all this business. I'm like, it's too I, I don't like it. I don't. I don't like, like the goriness, the torture stuff, the pain yeah. stuff. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. They're definitely different genres of horror, and right? figuring out got to find what works for you. Figuring yeah. out what you're into is really important. So yeah. I personally into none of them. None of them <laughs> do it for me. Um, but if I was to choose, probably like a psychological, the horror. psychological stuff. Like I love the like Get Out and all that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean. It's still hard for me because I'm still a big baby, but I like them more than I like the sinister and the rule. Well, so do you like scary movies? It seems like maybe it's more up your alley if you're already going into sinister. Um, it's definitely more at my alley considering I don't have to drug myself at sleepovers, but, um, I, I used to, if you told 14 year old me where I stand with horror movies today, I'd be really ashamed because 14 year old me was that teenager who was like going to the Saw films. Yeah. Oh, I saw every (gasps) single one in theaters. I was obsessed with like Blair Witch Project and, um, and Paranormal Activity and The Strangers and Purge and like, uh, Chucky. I mean, I watched like all the like classics when I was a kid and I would like fall asleep to The Exorcist. Like I was so. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> nice. I, was, like, <laughs> I, I just really was like, like horror movies was like my personality. And then wow. the second I became like I shifted from childhood to adult and like all of a sudden I had more awareness of my reality mm-hmm. yeah now no, yeah. i can't i can't watch any of it interesting and childhood mm. me would be floored because i thought i was just gonna grow up and just like be a yeah. horror movie i was just be so, a horror movie <laughs> well well you might the night is young tomorrow or tonight we'll see <laughs> but yes i i just uh i can't watch them anymore the strangers is really what changed me Ooh, because yeah. it was too real that's a tough one that could like, ha- it could it's terrible we because have because like you were home because you were home like and that terrifying and you know what that sounds like true crime me too where it's like yes. oh, wrong place wrong time and like no right. control over the- i mean i do get what you're saying i'm like the second you kind of get a gra- grip on like oh shit like really scary stuff like this does happen maybe it's like a little too close to home i don't know maybe that's yeah, yeah. It, no it, it just changed yeah. me i was like oh okay so now this it's not like it's not escapist. Uh-huh. Mm, great yeah, point. Yeah. Great if anything, point. I'm diving in. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so that seems like, tell us about your podcast, because there is a true, I think true crime is so scary. And also there's paranormal element. Mm. Like, so you're delving into scary things all the time. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, I, I, I know I just listened, talked about the Mary Hall episode, but I was like so relating her with her where I was like, I was reading Stephen King in, when I was a kid. But for some reason, like all this scary movies, I was I was terrified of like any I still can't go to like a haunted house or like a jump scare. I can't do Ooh, it. Yeah. Um, but true crime is like the thing where I it doesn't phase me. Like, I mean, I've seen the meme, too, where it's people are like, oh, I can't watch a scary movie. It's too scary. And then like falls asleep listening to like he hacked her head off with a machete, <laughs> you know, and it's like so weird how my brain is able to like find that kind of genre comforting or like interesting, but not as scary. But then, it yeah, so I tell M stories every week, basically true crime stories that M doesn't know. And then vice versa. M is the paranormal half of the show. Yeah. And I feel like I see I don't like true crime and that's how I that's why I don't know a lot of cases that she tells yeah. um 
because I that's too real to me. Like that could it could happen to anybody where I I feel comfortable in the paranormal because I'm like, I can even though I'm a big believer in ghosts, there is a chance it's all bullshit. It's easier to talk <laughs> yourself out of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And so mm-hmm. it's I'm very into ghost stories and spiritualism and all these things that there is a cop out like I could sneak away from it and close my eyes and cover my ears and just pretend it's not real. But true mm-hmm. crime, you can't get away from right, so right right yeah it yeah. definitely did happen yeah to someone yeah, unfortunately and that's, re- and that's real yeah. yeah what do you think is comforting about true crime is it because i have friends that are obsessed with it i have one friend who was going who was so obsessed with that she made herself stop like looking at this website every day she was <gasps> like i can't i can't remember which one it was which website it was but she was like it's taking over my life yeah. like i literally need to Whoa. like stop doing it happens this. well you know it's interesting i we were actually mentioned like the first we were mentioned in the new york times once and this was just like a very weird blurb and like we had no idea this was coming we were we freaked out I, we still have it framed somewhere but anyway yeah. that article was literally about why uh, people women in particular are drawn to true crime and I feel like they credited our show with some sort of information and at the time I was like I have no idea I just think it's interesting but now after reading this article that I was apparently part of and um, oh yes it is how I feel yeah, I was like wow I'm Thank so you, smart journalist. I had no idea <laughs> I had no idea I felt that way but it makes <laughs> so much sense retroactively. Um, but yeah, I think a big part of it, especially, um, I mean, I'm obviously generalizing here, but like for women or people who identify as women or even queer people, it's sort of like uh, there's this element of being victimized over time, like just so mm-hmm. much more likely to be the victim of, you know, anything from domestic abuse to just like random crime. Um, and I feel like there's an element of like taking control when you watch mm. or learn these stories. And so you're you're kind of learning what happens you're kind of getting a grasp on like oh there are people you can't trust there are people mm. and yeah some people like me take it really far and are like <laughs> oh there's a murder like i'll sometimes just like memorize a license plate just in case i'm like that guy looks <gasps> sketchy like i mean you know you can yeah. take it very far and i do that's probably smart it's gonna like yeah, save your life someday it's gonna it save your life one day <laughs> it might I also think when it's like part of our career to be always thinking about true crime, yeah. we're just can't so ready to tap into, oh, that could be dangerous. Oh, that could be dangerous. Yeah. I feel um, honestly right? the same way about like situations where I go, this is the start of a horror movie. Like I'm like, I'm, I, I just see it now without yeah. even looking for yeah, it. It like you're plays just in itself it all out the time. in your mind. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, M decides to walk into a room of strangers without any sort of understanding of what's happening. But you know what? It's fine. I'll get Look over Look at it. some license plates on your way in. Yeah, you know? there you go. <laughs> I at least understand it's a bad call. Like, I yeah, know okay. what I'm doing. <laughs> as long as you admit it, I feel fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it's stupid. And if something bad happens, I will be thinking all the well, signs were there. <laughs> yeah. God damn but it. How perfect <laughs> would it be if I swooped in? Like, if I lived in L.A. still, I think I would be like, you'd, you'd be like, what was that flash in the window? It's like me just, you know, trying to Check make sure in. you're OK in there. Just like ready, memorizing everyone's license plates and just like ready to swoop in at any moment. I will be taking pictures of every angle of this house and cross street, and I'll be like, just in case, just yeah, in case. Send, me send the some pics as you walk in, good, good, you know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or just live stream it from your pocket, and then Genius. we'll go viral. <laughs> that that would so actually smart. do wonders for our TikTok content, probably. Uh, yeah, you'll yeah. be dead, but like, we'll have so many followers. So. Great it would be so what a legacy it. to leave. <laughs> what you know? a legacy. <laughs> <laughs> and when I'm doing, once again, what they loved. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. 
Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise, plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Getting attention, (laughs) getting followers. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Gotta love it. Okay, so tell us your guys' relationship with like the Winchester house in general and with this movie. Have you seen this movie before? Yeah, for listeners who don't know about what the Winchester yeah. house is, it's very fascinating. That's oh my me, gosh. by the way. Oh, I know good. absolutely okay. nothing about the Winchester house. I have never heard of it before <gasps> doing this podcast today. So oh, you've never heard of it? No, you guys. Oh, what wow. the hell? I don't know. All right, Em, this is like your spotlight is on. Your microphone is ready. You take the stage. Uh, okay. Um, so the Winchester House, our our main connection to it is we actually just hit 300 episodes um, for our podcast. Woo-hoo. And Congratulations. our very first one was uh, I covered the Winchester House. Like so it was first the first episode cool. ever. Yeah. For, and I go first. So technically, it's the first topic we ever covered. Too. Yeah. Um, and so it's always been near and dear to our hearts. And then every like 100 episodes or an anniversary some we try to bring the winchester mystery house back for like i guess to redeem ourselves from how much our research has changed since then so (laughs) episode 200 we we redid uh we had like a redemption episode where i i redid it versus my one episode in don't know how to research story Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. our 300th episode that just came out we actually went to the winchester house together and recorded an episode there in the carriage house it was so cool 
cool. And it felt so cool, too, because it was full circle. It was sort of like, oh, when we started this podcast, like it just felt like, oh, like, I mean, I know I've heard you say it like, oh, our parents may be listening, maybe not. But that's yeah, like, it. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're just doing this for fun. And then 300 episodes later, we're like in the Winchester Mystery House so talking cool. about it. It was that's just cool. very full and circle. We, and we got like a, a private tour after hours. <gasps> so the whole house was ours. Oh. And it was so, so cool. And actually, the person who gave us the um, the tour is the person who runs their TikTok account, which is actually so funny for a house. And it's like such a good <gasps> TikTok house? account. The house has a TikTok account. I can't and it's even figure excellent. out TikTok. House has it? it it's really well done, too. It's actually Gosh. very funny. But Em, you got to tell Henley like what why this house yes. is so interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> OK, so the movie really took some parts to, to it took a lot of liberties. A lot of liberties. So, um, okay. so everything you already know, just re-erase that from your mind. So, but no, Henley hasn't watched it, right? No, I oh, haven't watched it. Yeah, no, oh, Henley oh, has not seen this. So we I have know, to I know just start from scratch. You get to set the narrative. Yeah, I literally know nothing. Oh, I know. Okay. I'm a blank slate. <laughs> Hi, a blank slate. I've always wanted to meet you. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, oh boy, here we go. Okay, so the Winchester Mystery House. Uh, in the 1800s, uh, there was a woman named Sarah Winchester. Her husband was uh, the heir to Winchester Rifles. Yeah, Winchester Rifles. And he ended up dying and she ended up uh, taking his like percentage of the company, which at the time, like it was the money that she ended up getting from uh, inheriting his stocks in the Winchester rifle company she never had to ever think about money again in her life yeah. i mean she was like, just like elon Lona. musk money basically yeah. mm-hmm. it was like crazy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so she ended up getting this house but she felt so guilty about all of the deaths that had been related to that had come from winchester rifles so mm-hmm. anyone in war who had been shot by a winchester rifle mm-hmm. um anyone in general who's just bought a Winchester rifle and there's been an accident. There were a lot of um, Native American like groups mm-hmm. that were just completely demolished by the Winchester Ugh. rifle. And so, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. And I, can I insert just one bit, which yeah. is that when she was on, the, she lived on the East Coast and she had lost her her infant daughter and mm-hmm. her uh, husband in a very short time. And um, just obviously this was like very horrifically uh, difficult. And she was really struggling. She had all this money, but she was really struggling. And she went to see a psychic in Boston who apparently told her, we don't really know, but something about like, you know, oh, the spirits from the Winchester rifles. And so I guess that's how she kind of got it in her mind. But like, they're, they're, they're cursing you. There's a curse. For ev- yeah. There's a curse on the Winchester family for everything that is, that is come that's from psychic. these rifles. Oh, real bummer to go to a psychic and be told that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's not like, like comforting at all. Thanks. Yeah. Causing a lot of damage, this yeah. psychic. Yeah. And so no, thank you. she ends up uh, listening to the psychic who tells her to move across the country. Um, she moves to San Jose, which is where the house is. And she starts, or she already, the house itself starting out was like an eight bedroom house, which you would think is already enough for one woman living <laughs> yeah. there. It's pretty big. Um, but she... Too many. Too many rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Too many. But she ended up feeling like she owed it to these spirits or um, either owed it to the spirits or she was scared of the spirits. The story's a little wishy on wishy-washy on what her thoughts of like the motives. ghosts were. Yeah. Yeah. Some think that she was scared of the ghosts and trying to hide from them. But uh, she 
had a construction crew 24-7 constantly building, rebuilding, demolishing, rebuilding, repainting her entire house. Like there was one, for example, like a beautiful stained glass window that the tour guide showed us. And like right behind it was just this big wall because she just put it up. It was like up there for like a month and then a wall was built behind it. Like just constantly rearranging, rebuilding, restructuring. There were and just because she had she lived in that house for years and years and years and she constantly was building until she died and so mm-hmm. she was just coming up with like over time you have to get creative and so she's coming up with doors that just lead to like nothing and stairs that lead to nothing and there's one um part in uh the floor that's also a glass stained window so you just have to like look over the banister and it's just all a glass window into the bottom floor or she would um she like had her the first carriage house that had um like Oh, yeah. Basically, like car wash uh, equipment. And so ah, like power uh, wash hoses to like yeah. wash the carriages and stuff. Yeah. So she would just come up with anything and it ended up being this massive home. The stats are very easy to find, but it's like some things there's like there's 60 rooms, but then there's like three fireplaces and then there's like w- like 13 bathrooms, 13. This. She was really into 13, which they did capture in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but she one of the reasons she kept building this house is they think she was trying to make it confusing so the spirits couldn't find her in the house yeah and like like a labyrinth almost and one thing that um i feel like is uh important to note too which we i don't think necessarily knew until we did the tour in person and got like the behind the scenes is that she was actually like very well loved and like a very like gracious powerful and also like beloved person and so Mm. all the people she had working under her it wasn't like she was you know um like a terrible boss or anything (laughs) exactly exactly like she was very good to her employees she actually anybody who worked for her their entire family was given a place to live on the estate like on the property and so there was an example of like the head gardener or something um lived there with his wife and his daughter and named his daughter uh her middle name is winchester after sarah Mm. like people really loved her and she was like very also very progressive and um her niece who uh in the movie is uh what's her name marion uh it was apparently also like extremely progressive for the time like was one of the first suffragettes you know and all this so i feel like there was a lot of cool history too that's not necessarily ghosty but yeah it's it sounds like maybe she was building i don't know as has having no information besides what you've just given me um i wonder if she also was kind of just like needed to build this family around her and that's oh, why yeah. oh, I love she, that. like have yeah. that company all the yeah. time and have and, like, people in her home people there mm-hmm. keep people around give that them a reason to be total there total sense Ooh, i just got chills like that that I makes know. a lot of sense and that's how people felt like they felt like they were part of this big family and i know marion did actually live Ooh. with her like we saw her room and it was very cool it had like butterflies everywhere it was Aww. just very you know it's just cool to see the movie, you know, was a little buck wild, but there are definitely a lot of like similarities. <laughs> where yeah. Where is the house? Where cool. is it located? It's in San Jose, California. Okay. San Jose, California. Yeah. And they, <gasps> oh uh, but yeah, she really liked the number 13. Um, she actually has her own like room where she would like talk to the spirits and they would give her new design ideas, which is at midnight, right? At Isn't midnight. That, that part so was real. Yeah. That all part, that whole part in the movie was interesting. Also in the movie, I noticed that the room where she was channeling these spirits mm-hmm. was in the part of the building that you and I got to see that most people don't, which was like the <gasps> witch hat where like it, it, it cones oh, and tunnels. Yeah. So it happened to be, I just saw in the movie that it was a room where like it all was like, like uh, all the ceiling. It's I don't like know coned. 
Yeah, the whole yeah. room is coned, where eventually there's like a tippy top uh, point. Like a witch's hat. It's called like a witch's witch hat. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> Sorry. You get it. Sorry. <laughs> but when you stand in, a, in like the perfect center of the room, your voice echoes through the room. Cool. It was very cool. You can like hear yourself. It's very weird. Like you can hear yourself talk, but like in, Whoa, you know, that's and, cool. and I think it's kind of neat too that they, they don't totally know why some of that stuff was built. And it like, of course, we all want to know why, but it's kind of cool the mystery is still there of like, we don't yeah. totally know what she was doing in this room like maybe doing seances maybe just writing journal entries like who knows but it mm. just has some really cool like architectural stuff um so sorry i feel like we're just blabbing about the house now and no not it's the movie, so but interesting it's just, so fa- I, yeah, yeah i've been cool. there i think it's so cool i'm obsessed with it as well so yeah i think I'm it's so so cool to hear all of this yay um, okay, should we watch the trailer for this movie yes. and yeah. then talk about it yes, yes. let's do it it's gargantuan, seven-storied structure with no apparent rhyme or reason. Built on the orders of a grieving widow. Sarah Winchester's mind is as chaotic as the house itself. We're worried about her sanity, Dr. Price. Mrs. Winchester, it's a pleasure to finally meet you. Do you believe in ghosts, Dr. Price? I do not believe in anything I cannot see or study. I feel their presence in the air, in the walls. It has found us. Mrs. Winchester, why all the construction? The spirits killed by the rifle. We lock them away. Thirteen nails seals them in. I will do whatever it takes to protect my family. This spirit has a power we've not seen before. Beautiful dream, I wake up to me. Starlight and dewdrops are waiting for thee. Sounds of the root world heard in the day. I'm not afraid. I'll buy the land of all passed away. You leave my family alone. Will never defeat us. <laughs> you know, you throw a, a singing child into anything, it's anything. game over for me. Oh, very yeah. scary. Very Classic scary. Yeah. Helen yeah. Mirren. What I know. a vision. I know. What with the black veil. Oh, but that part was true, too, is that she actually was in mourning for like years mm. over her and wore black only, wore only funeral clothes. Do you remember the, the fact they told us on this horror about it purple? Oh, yes. I think you could graduate to purple after a certain number of years. Like after oh, wearing yeah, there black. were like such strict mourning rules, yes. I feel like at a time. Whoa. in and I think it was like 10 years or something. And then you can you could you could start adding purple to your wardrobe. And it was like, ooh. Yeah. And so a lot of the house was like decorated in a way that would complement her wearing black or purple oh, or something like ooh. that. I um, love this woman. I know. Yeah. She's a she's a she's a battle axe indeed. Yeah. Um, in also, way. is that the actual? Did they shoot in the? 
no, mansion? No, they no. built a replica. They shot. I actually, think they did some of it, right? They did very little. They did, um, I think, a few like main shots, but everything had to be sound stages because the house itself is really cramped. It's really hard mm-hmm. to film in there. Oh, sure. And she was very short. I think she was like five foot two or something, like very small. Yeah. Aww. And it was all built like to her, her. you know, dimensions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I kept having, mm-hmm. I'm six feet, so I had to keep ducking every time we walked <laughs> yeah. under the doors. I'm five two and I'm like, I want to go. Oh, perfect. Yeah, you can move right in. in. house? She's well, like walking around right in. a little hole for me. <laughs> she even has a shower. Like she was one of the first people, I guess, in the state or something to have a shower. And um, oh. it like, uh, the, it was perfectly built to like, you know, hit her yeah. <laughs> her size so you'd be you'd be like in heaven she <laughs> also had um just like how they showed the intercom system in the movie and then they showed the that weird winding staircase that was like th- like steps that were three inches tall and right. she, you very slowly had to go up these stairs Ooh. um that was true too she had really terrible arthritis and um mm-hmm. The only way she, she couldn't lift her legs a certain amount, so steps for her had to basically be a ramp. They and were so like risers, she, sort of, yeah, so that <gasps> she didn't have to walk up real stairs. And they did say, actually, in that part with the little risers, that they did try to film in there, um, but it was the the audio and lighting was just so oh, difficult sure. that like they ended up making a full replica of that little stair Cheese. thing. But. Oy. Wow. Anytime okay. I run stairs like that, I find it really disorienting. Yeah, it I is. Like oh, yeah. Brain, Put your like, leg up. shuts off. Yes. <laughs> it's also it's like- weird because, like, for what could have maybe just been like three or four stairs, I felt like it took us five minutes to walk up mm-hmm. that thing because it just mm-hmm. kept winding and winding and winding. It actually worked really well for me. I can't, I physically can't do stairs. And so I, like, the, I was like, hey, I might throw some winch. You and Emily are going to move in and just be like in heaven. <laughs> well, I won't be able to shower, but I will be able to <laughs> get upstairs. I'll so. have to kneel in the shower. Uh, I do love a sitting shower. Yeah. Um, Okay, I know that this movie is not super well reviewed or well received. Yes, <laughs> like at all. I think okay, it's it like thirteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, <laughs> even with Helen Mirren and her yeah. beautiful, her beautiful veil. I love Sarah Snook. Actually, <sighs> Helen Mirren got nominated for worst actress. <gasps> Excuse me. And the movie got nominated for worst director, worst picture, <gasps> worst screenplay. Are you serious? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. Oh. It wasn't for like the Oscars, but it was some film. The Razzies, the Razzies, the Razzies. The Razzies. The Razzies. Yeah. That's sad. Wow. Yikes! What makes Helen Mirren say yes to a script that is gonna? He's like, I'm so fascinated by these things, but honestly, it looks worth watching to me just so you can see replicas of this house. This cool house. Yeah. yeah. It was like fun. I mean, I again, I don't really watch scary movies, so I waited till like the last minute, like two days ago. I was like, I gotta watch this freaking movie and I'm scared and of course Blaze my husband's not gonna watch it with me so I finally buckled up and put it on and it was like nighttime of course and so Mm. anytime there was like that moment where you know there's like a jump scare I like change tabs to like I don't know um something completely different yeah (laughs) I just do this until until the Uh screen is like like online shopping for sweater vests anytime the singing (laughs) online shopping while you watch something scary is a great tactic I'm so glad I discovered that. I mean, I did spend entirely too much money that night, but um, (laughs) but yeah, it was it was it was it was fun to watch. I think like I didn't hate watching it. It was I felt like it was a little boring, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. I don't yeah, know how I it's feel. kind of predictable. Like you know what's going to happen a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and it also was like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. I was also like, like plot holes galore. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's kind of what I felt like. Wait a second. 
what's what's going if it just felt a little hokey especially like just as as like someone who like uh knows probably more about the Winchester house than w- most people. The average person. <laughs> yeah. Whoever wrote the script. Um, <laughs> it, uh, like the whole storyline, they really just took like the haunted elements of it, which, and that was it. Like the, the main yeah. character mm-hmm. of the doctor going to like check on her mental wellness because she's seeing ghosts. Like that guy didn't exist. So no. like the right. whole storyline from the beginning was like the main character never was there so and like the little boy didn't mean a male protagonist you gotta have a story that doesn't uh, (laughs) to convince everyone that the lady is Um, crazy yeah uh we love that plot twist yeah Yeah. but like the little boy like that wasn't a thing you know i felt like and maybe it's because again maybe it's like we're just jaded because we just went there and i feel like we got such a cool background tour or whatever i don't know but i felt like wow there's so many real things that did happen that could be like such cool storylines and then just like we're not it's like just jump scares and stuff and i was like i feel like you really could have leaned into some of the darker deeper stuff that like actually did happen with her but you know i mean it was like it was fun to watch while i was you know online shopping so great okay well (laughs) yeah yeah, let's 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 get into it let's kind of go through it and tell these two we all come home after a long day of work and what's the first thing we do we take off our bras because they are uncomfortable and constricting and we're just ready to get out of them by the end of the day. Well, what if I told you that Skims has changed all that? Skims has done the impossible and created an underwire bra that I actually forget that I'm wearing. I didn't think anybody could do it. You guys obviously know how much I love Skims. I have tried many of their other products. I've never been disappointed, but... I, yeah, just don't normally love an underwire bra. I prefer a bralette, but I've loved everything else I've gotten so much that I thought, you know what? Why not try an underwire bra from Skims? Let's just see. And they did it. They did it, folks. They created my favorite underwire bra I've ever worn. I have the weightless scoop bra. It has this nice, like, mesh material that's supportive and comfortable, breathable, but still very sexy. And yeah, like I said, I I do genuinely forget that I'm wearing it. And that is very rare. I, you know, I'm a broken record over here. I love skims. I love skims. I'm sorry. That's just the, the cold hard truth. I will shout it from the rooftops because I want everybody to know. I want everybody to share in my joy and my comfort. So shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order, select podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Who haven't seen it? Yeah, about it. Um, take it away. Well, so there's uh, this doctor named Eric Price. Eric Price, and mm-hmm. um, he his whole thing. He seems to be very into like 
reality versus illusion and like controlling mm. fear that's like he i the He's amount definitely of times troubled if, yeah if <laughs> okay. i went if i went through the script and i just like control f and typed in reality illusion and fear or like <laughs> your mind like he was all like he, he was, was all like, about like it's all in my head i can control my fear it's very weird yeah he every time he like met a new person, he'd be like, "Do you think the body controls the mind, or do you think the mind controls the body?" And then he'd Hi, do nice like, "Nice to meet you." Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh, and use that for your dinner. Yeah. That's your icebreaker. <laughs> Wait, that's actually so funny. The next time that. someone like Henley says, "I'm a blank slate," be like, "Okay, I got just okay. the line for you." <laughs> well, so he he's a psychiatrist who has been um, hired by the board of the Winchester Company to. Uh, go check on Sarah because she has control of like 51% of the company and the rest of the board has heard about her erratic behavior. Mm. And so they want to go do a wellness check on him to see if they could almost kick her out of her place because yeah. maybe she's not fit and it's, it's to implied run that, the like, company. This dude at the company is like, okay, I need you to go in and say she's crazy so that we can mm -hmm. like get her out of here yeah. and she it's was like, like very he was like money is no object we'll pay you whatever we need for you to tell everyone she's crazy to go like mm -hmm. got it. to go sign off on the papers we just need a psychiatrist to go in and be like yep she's crazy you can have the company back whatever mm -hmm. she doesn't control the funds anymore and so i was like okay i guess that's an interesting way to like get us into the house and stuff i guess mm -hmm. um but he's also addicted to laudanum uh and so he has it was laudanum right um, mm -hmm. something yeah. like that okay. which yeah. is like opium ish yeah. yeah yeah i was gonna ask what is laudanum it's it, like you sleep i looked it, it up it's like 10 percent opium yeah it's it was like, like a, a hallucinogen they would take it as like medicines but he was clearly like addicted to it and yeah. um this was a big part of it because a lot of times if he's seeing things he thinks like oh it's just the medicine or it's right. just the medicine quote unquote it's the right. drugs like that's why i'm hallucinating that's why i'm seeing things but like you learn that like his wife had passed away or yeah she passed away and so that's mm -hmm. part of why he's so troubled and he's taking this medicine and so that he brings all this baggage with him into the winchester mystery mm -hmm. house mm -hmm. yeah he um basically which by the way like him thinking he's seeing things is uh another i really i really tried to lean into the theme here with my <laughs> notes of like reality versus illusions and like because he kept he wouldn't shut up about it so i was like i guess i'm gonna have to deal with this <laughs> and so when he's interrogating sarah for the i don't know interviewing sarah for the first time right. she's like the first person to say like my mind's never failed me and then she doesn't fall for his like illusions that he tries to use as examples of like oh you don't know what's before your eyes and it's interesting because i feel like she's struggling with reality of like weird shit is going on in my house and no one's believing me and then he's dealing with the illusion part of like he's trying to figure out through his grief if he's actually seeing things or not like his wife mm. keeps appearing and stuff and like that's clearly like you know his yeah his and drugs. he even he said um i wrote the quote down he said uh we what we see as truth can be an illusion distorted by grief and then he everything just kind of he kept talking about illusions coming through grief and you need to see the truth you need to see the truth and it was i just felt like a like a man was talking to me he was just like barking orders see the truth and i'm like what are you talking about um, and so he kept saying like he was just very pro like empirical evidence and it was just like that was the whole running theme so eventually um he is starting to see things that he can't explain away with halluc with a 
like that he's hallucinating because oh, Sarah yeah. tells him he can't drink anymore if he's going to be in the house. She mm-hmm. basically so, says you can't take your laudanum, like no drugs, and she yeah. like locks him away to be with clear-headed drugs. Yeah, yeah clear-headed. she says clear-headed, and and uh, so now that he's becoming clear-headed, he can't explain away the things he's seeing. So he sneaks mm-hmm. out and he sees um, her channeling these spirits to like get new design concepts oh, yeah. for so the house like, at midnight the, there's a bell that rings and he's like what is this bell ringing and that actually did happen they did say that they would ring the bells at midnight and she would go and do uh, and it was very secretive nobody really knows but there was this room pretty small with like 13 coat hooks like 13 panels candles, like 13 candles. every candles yeah. um, and she would go in there and like some people think maybe she was summoning spirits some people think like nobody really knows but in the movie they have her going into this witch's hat thing and doing like um mm. automatic writing but she's like drawing architectural designs like that mm, the yeah. ghosts mm. are telling her and so that was so, actually where the biggest jump scare happened for me because i was just like oh what's she drawing and then something <laughs> freaking showed up in the doorway and i almost screamed so loud i was like i thought i was gonna avoid all these with my vest shopping but that <laughs> startled the hell out of me it did. Well, so then this is also critical because while she's channeling spirits one of the rooms that she's like now sketching out that's like being told to her by a spirit that's in the house is uh, a gun display room mm, where no. she up until then had never allowed firearms no in the house because she was so against the rifles but now they're saying you have to create a display room of every gun that could have killed somebody and we oh. find out later that this is a trap from one of the ghosts who has gotten in, has been invited into her home because once the guns are all delivered to be put into the display room all of a sudden her nephew the little kid um is possessed and tries to grab one of the guns now that they're available in the house and he of starts course. trying to shoot at her um and she ends up Wait, surviving so are, are there so are there good ghosts and bad ghosts like are I there good ghosts like, that are like they're helping all rel- her I think they're all supposed to be up in, in the beginning. You think they're just all kind of neutral, but every now and then like a good or a bad one can I come in. I think it's sort of yeah. like she feels like she's doing atonement where they mm-hmm. where she's inviting they're them in into. A, yeah, they're in charge. She kind of invites them into her space. <laughs> it's and kind to of funny apologize. to be like, guess what? You get to build a house now. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, How fun for dead. you. <laughs> you're dead. But what about these Guys, architectural I'm designs like, oh, you get to participate in? All the stairs you can build. It's going to be <laughs> great. You ever wanted a room? <laughs> so then we find out that this particular spirit, this is further into the movie, but uh, there's been this like bag boy. Uh, I don't know what the right word is, but like there's been like someone like an attendant in the house that's been helping Dr. Price throughout the house that he's oh, been like talking to every now figure. and then. Like a creepy looking butler. Yeah. Creepy yeah. looking Ooh. butler. Um, eventually, as now that... Um, Dr. Price is starting to finally believe the things that he's seeing and he's starting to op- become more clear headed and actually see what, you know, ghosts around him. Mm. Um, all of a sudden he finds out in a jump scare moment that this guy he's been this attendant he's been talking to was actually a ghost all along and nobody else has been seeing him. Ooh, real six sense moment. Yeah, yes. real six sense. It really was. <laughs> Ooh, I've got an idea for a ghost movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was dead the whole time. That hasn't been done before, has it? <laughs> so, also, this is also really reminding me of Haunting of Hill House. Just that. That did oh, you guys watch yeah. that? I loved like, that one. Yeah, that whole plot line of her and her like crazy architectural designs for her like yes. dream house. Oh, mm-hmm. I was just thinking, where have you? 
I've know, seen that before. That's a great sketching. point. I don't think I ever put that together, but I wonder if that was like inspired, inspired by. Inspired by, hmm. yeah. possibly. Yeah. Well, they both came out. I think, didn't it come out in 2018? I feel like they both came out around the same time. Yeah. Something was just in the air. Architectural designs were on the minds of creatives. I guess I so. Well, so then, Digest had, a, had its moment, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, so then he, uh, Dr. Price goes back to Sarah Winchester and is like, oh, I think you're a, like, your attendant just disappeared on me or what happened to your attendant and he finds out in like through the archives that it was actually one of the guys like, who's been this killed attendant? <laughs> yeah he's been killed <laughs> by one of the rifles and the display room that one of the ghosts channeled her to build was him channeling her to build the location where he died yeah and Ooh. so now oh. um, so almost it, now you find out he's an angry ghost who's going to kill all the Winchesters he's like seeking revenge yeah and uh-huh. by creating a Putting room weapons in there mm-hmm and by creating a room that looks exactly like where he died, um, y- now he's like almost on a full, full circle to a point where he's like, they say something like, oh, well, now uh, he's brought himself back into this world enough where he's, you know, somewhat alive, uh, somewhat alive enough oh, to sure. hurt us, yeah. which I think is interesting because um, you find out later that uh, the the tragedy that Dr. Price dealt with with his wife was mm-hmm. that he ended up being shot by a Winchester rifle and surviving because he was trying to lunge for a gun that his wife was trying to put on herself. Um, <gasps> and and, so and, she, and she, like, you also kind of figure out that she was uh, seeing things and having these hallucinations that oh, uh, wow. I assume was just, you know, some sort of mental illness or what have you. But he um, she kept saying, like, why don't you believe me? I'm seeing things. And you say it's mm-hmm. just like hallucinations, whatever. This and- man should not be working in this role. Yeah. <laughs> he, there are so many reasons why this is not a good fit. Exactly. Like he is <laughs> clearly very troubled and for good reason. And this is not the right place for him to it's be. Not like, a good revisiting not a, good a lot of the trauma yeah. constantly. Yeah. That he clearly but- has not got over yet but yeah so she she has the the gun and she's like trying to you know she puts it up to herself he goes to lunge for it and it shoots him but then he um, ends up saving the bullet that almost killed him because it, it's his way of like holding on to the baggage. But he thinks of it as like, oh, I'm connected to the things that I've lost and the people I've lost. And I should say, like, mm-hmm. after he gets shot, she also shoots herself. And so it's yes. sort of like she does end up dying in that moment as well. But he survives. So yes. there's like probably that guilt, too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the. And so what's I think interesting is that they talked about Ben, this ghost that's like now attacking the Winchesters. They called him dead, but alive enough to bring himself back in. And Dr. Price is alive, but dead enough that he's able to communicate with these spirits. I don't think I put that together. That's cool. And so um, he and this one bullet is the one thing that's keeping him connected to death and his past and his grief that he's not letting go of. And that whole the stupid monologue he keeps saying is like, <laughs> oh, your your grief is distorting your your truth and you don't know what you're seeing, if it's reality or not. Like he's clearly and, projecting is yeah. what, what is and happening. And so not me, you. He's able to see Ben and keeps uh, the way he tries to like fight off Ben to get out of the Winchester house and save the Winchester. So he keeps trying to shoot at this ghost. But he's like, well, the bolts are going right through him. And they that realize that really made me laugh. Like, yeah, he's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Why can't I shoot? Him. Why can't I shoot? Shoot right the bullets are going right through him. hundred percent. Like, yeah. I was like, what am I looking but, at? <laughs> but then you end up finding out that the only way to kill him is with the bullet that almost killed 
Dr. Price because it was already oh. so connected to the other side. And it's a so it's a death bullet. And it was a way ghost it was bullet? also all it was also all <laughs> symbolic of like him letting go of his grief and like not yeah. letting his truth be distorted anymore. And it was a whole you know, it was all about you his know. arc of like figuring out. Well, it's about his arc, of course. Yeah, yeah. her house her and house. also and her life and her. <laughs> so tragedy. sorry for us just absolutely uh, taking over your entire podcast by no, not letting no. you speak this for well, this minutes. Works. This is how no, works. we need to tell them that what happened to him. This is very important that they hear the full narrative. I mean, again, we're probably going like from step one to step fifteen to step three. We're not good at Sounds telling like, things. Okay, in this a- movie's not super dense. It's, it's, it's yeah, yeah it's, we don't need to know too much. Yeah, I feel <laughs> yeah. like that's kind of the gist. And I, I, I feel like um, another thing is the room where he died. This room that she had to rebuild, which had all the guns. You you know, uh, I guess an important thing about that is that we find out it was um, a Winchester rifle, like a I don't know foundry. What do you? I don't know what you call it, like a place where they put them together and built them back in the day. Mm-hmm. And he had gone in there uh, because his brother and his his brothers were killed during the war, and he had this like uh, revenge that he wanted to you know enact upon the winchester family and so he went into uh this winchester showroom or factory and i think did he attack everybody i'm not really sure what he did in there but yeah he ended up shooting uh, like 15 people in the office because he thought your guns killed my brother so now your guns are gonna kill you yeah so then Mm -hmm. in the afterlife he wants this place rebuilt so he can like actually now get yeah continue his revenge i don't know sure wow and it's, uh, it's 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 something. <laughs> yeah. So it ends with him uh, finally letting go of his past, and now he, I hope he doesn't have this like stupid crisis anymore of reality versus illusion. <laughs> and then Sarah Winchester, <laughs> who um, she, they were both holding on to different things, like she was holding on to her husband and her baby who died, and so at the mm-hmm. end she like has like a lock of her baby's hair left and like kisses it goodbye to like signify that she's letting go of her past, but she literally just like let the wind take it away, and I was like. Yo, you're allowed to keep your baby's life. Yeah, yeah. 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 I thought that was so weird. And especially because like part of the real story is that like sh- until the day she died, she was like thoroughly grieving her husband and baby's death. Like she really right. never recovered from that. Well, it's not her story. Right. Yeah. Exactly. This right. isn't about her. Okay. <laughs> put the put the hair, throw the hair Whatever. into a branch of a tree it's, or something. It's got her name on the title and she should be lucky for that. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, she got enough got credit. Enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, when she threw the lock of hair away, I was like, okay, like that's right. Like Em said, you don't feel like to something you're allowed to grieve yeah. Yeah. forever like, if Jesus. you want. And then she's yeah. like, whoops, 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 and like runs after it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has it in its nest. She's like, give it back. <laughs> Wait, who was Sarah Snook in the in the film? The niece? Oh, she was the niece. She played Marion, who was Sarah Winchester's niece. Oh, and oh, okay, I guess okay. her role is that she was the mom to the little boy who kept getting possessed by the this um you know evil spirit and like i guess because he was a little boy it was like easier to like take him over sure children and are vessels they're mm-hmm. vessels and they sing right. in a way creepier way Scary. than anybody else could <laughs> it was horrible i was i was very impressed by the little boys i will say it was very creepy it was very creepy and i feel like they did do a good job with that because earlier when he the guy who came and killed everybody um he was like singing that to himself um when he went to go Mm. like kill all the people in the office and so then later when you hear the little boy kind of humming it under his breath and nobody else has seen this flashback you're like "Uh oh i see what's happening the creepy guy is in this little kid now um (gasps) scary creep me out a little bit but 
Yeah, I don't know. that. So that was Marion. She was the mom to the boy. And Marion okay. was real. She did live with Sarah Winchester. I don't know if she... I, I don't know if she had, I mean, I don't think she had a little boy who at she, one point tried to launch himself out a window, which was a plot no. point in this movie. <laughs> she actually, so her storyline in the movie was like almost reversed compared to real life because mm-hmm. everyone in this movie was dealing with grief in different ways, which I'm sure could be its own psychological approach on this movie. Mm-hmm. But she also had moved in with her aunt Sarah because she had just lost her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and so her and her son had to move in and then you know, there were conversations between her and Dr. Price comparing the ways that they handle grief. And then she ends up like having a character arc at the end where like she's able to fight for her family when she originally didn't think she could. It's a whole thing. But um, in real life, she actually was single when she lived at the Winchester Mm -hmm. house and then left the Winchester house to get married to this guy. So yeah. And I'm pretty sure, um, it was pretty cool. I was like, oh, Marion, damn. Like, she was the favorite niece of Sarah Winchester. And they made that, like, Sarah Winchester very made this clear. very clear. Like, you are the <laughs> special one. And so she got her special room. And then when she got, went off and got married, like, Sarah Winchester bought them, like, a whole house. And, like, just, just like, doted, like, loved this niece of hers. And I think it was pretty a pretty cool relationship, it sounds like, they had. And, like I said, they were both very progressive. And so it was kind of cool to, like, see that... Um, that story but yeah that wasn't really at all but again that's not the story of the movie into the movie at all (laughs) that has nothing to do with the movie yeah Yeah, let's take all that out for the movie we don't want to send any mixed messages about women voting (laughs) (laughs) that would just muddy the waters we don't need that it's about a man and a man's journey (laughs) and a spooky boy (laughs) that's what it's about I don't think it occurred to me till we were telling what happened and you guys were like oh so it's about the dude I'm like yeah it is about the dude I don't know why it's about the dude shouldn't really be about the dude but here we are how so. am i to understand the narrative <laughs> without a male perspective <laughs> also a male struggling so all of a sudden like he's a sympathizer oh and, you know, yeah he's he's having a hard time so we all just you know we all reels the women in. for him yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i don't know it was it was it was something it was cool to see the house and stuff i mean I don't yeah know. and so you can people can you got you've had a behind the scenes tour it sounds very cool but uh, but Regular people yes. can visit this mm-hmm. house. They have got to do it. It's been have, on my list for a while. They have multiple tours. So they, um, I don't know if they still do this one, but for a while during Halloween, they would like have a really spooky tour where you could even do a seance in her seance room. Oh, Whoa. I'd be too scared. <gasps> that would be really scary. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I know about it. I, <laughs> I want to do it. I'm foolish. <laughs> I would absolutely do that with you, Em. Um, but uh, yeah, she. there was a seance one. I've gone on the just the regular day tour one. Um, I will also say during COVID, they were... <gasps> Yeah, uh, they decided that they were going to do a virtual tour online, which I don't know Ooh. if that still exists now that it's back to being open. Mm. But you could just like on Zillow, how you can just like keep double clicking <gasps> like the room far rooms. away. They had like a virtual walkthrough of the whole cool. place, so you should look up and see if it's still there because that one. Yeah, was, like I'd never been until we went recently, and so that yeah. was the only way I got to see inside it. I think it was like five dollars, but it was just a way for them to be able to keep up yeah. during COVID and just it, maintain it was, the house. Mm-hmm. My goal during at one point, my goal was like, I'm going to memorize this house and it <laughs> won't be a mystery to me. And then uh, <laughs> I got like 80 rooms in and I was like, I'm overwhelmed. So I gave 80? up. 80 rooms? There's oh my so gosh, many rooms. Eight. 
You got There's it. so many rooms. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. If let me, you haven't uh, looked it up, you should look stats. it up. Yeah. I feel like the there's stats. there's actual real stats, but like Wait, it while is you guys, wow, while you guys find house. the stats, can we talk for a second? Have you guys seen that Zillow of the house? I can't remember where it is. It's somewhere in like Montana or something scary like that. And <laughs> it's out in the middle of nowhere. And it's this massive newly built house. There's a Zillow listing for it. Tons and tons of rooms. And every room just oh, has yeah. like built in shelving. Oh, it's it's so creepy. And it's just I have like, not seen this. Oh, it's, it's, so, me cre- it's so unsettling. It's like, what was on these shelves? Yeah, it's like, like oh, no. in a way where you're like, somebody was doing something very weird in this house. It yeah. wasn't like Funko Pops. It was no, like, no, I don't think so. I hear I built in built in shelves, and I'm like, oh, that's like, I mean, look that at look nice. at the room. And it's like Chashka's Chashka's galore. No, no, no. It sounds it's built in shelves is like a, a really almost misleading way to describe it because the shelves are not for like books. The shelves are for like individual items. Like they're like <gasps> small boxes. Yeah, it's like very. Hundreds of them, and these like huge empty rooms. And there's just how would I find this creepy, creepy Zillow's? I'm sure it would come up if you just googled it. Storage, yes. Okay. Oh Uh, my god. Storage. This viral house has a disturbing amount of storage. Oh yeah, look at it. It looks like (gasps) medical files were or like vials or something. Um, I'm gonna send you this link on the chat. Yeah, it is uh, very unsettling to look at, and like there's a bunch of surveillance California. It's in California, and oh, it's it, very secluded. <gasps> it's eighteen oh, acres. Eighteen no. acres. Oh, it's also like the fact that it's all like white and beige. <laughs> the white and beige is really odd, isn't I it? Like, creepy, and even in the kitchen, the dining area is like the, all these creepy little shelves. It's like the little, bedroom like, just has walls and of I cupboards. Don't, ooh, I do not like the way this door is locked. Yeah, the, the, oh, the doors are like locked on weird sides. Like the whole thing Ew, is just no, something no, is no, wrong no. with this house. Well, the fact that they even put it on Zillow, though, I'm like, okay. you know what? I, I bet I have relatives who are government preppers. That's what this oh, feels maybe. like. <gasps> to have like the doors that locked does from the seem other like side. What it is. And like storing everything you'll ever need. Yeah, even in the kitchens to have like preservatives and all this. That That's it, probably what it is. And it's like remote. That's what it is. Why are they selling it? It's remote. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't they their stockpile got too big, I guess. Yeah, they need another house. I I'm pretty sure I wouldn't bet my life on it, but I would bet at least a hundred dollars. But here's my question is like uh not to like alarm everyone living in California, but like California's gonna mm-hmm. fall off the country. Like if right, right. if the if the earthquake yeah. hits and all that, like why would this be where you have a prepper house? Like wouldn't you it's go not the, you gotta be to right Montana, in the middle of like you said. Henley keeps Henley. saying we gotta get land in Canada. That's what I'm you saying. Know, like really where you gotta go. I feel like you Canada. wouldn't get land in California to be a prepper. Like that's like more Midwest East Coast. Like Yeah, I feel like as someone who lives in California, I'm prepared that when the earthquake comes i will not make it and i'm okay with that i've Same. found peace Look, we're in all it. gonna go out somehow yeah. i've found i've found peace in that can i tell you something right now i'm in kentucky here okay i have y'all in new york i have y'all in california if you if this happens for real and the system the grid goes down come on over got lots of space <laughs> okay, great. Okay, great. okay come on over i welcome <laughs> you i welcome you that is nice, but I will tell you, like, even my government prepper family, they're like, where are you going to be when the world ends? And I'm like, I'm going to 
in volunteer bed. <laughs> to like just just uh, ride it out and if they get me they get me i have no uh, fight. i'm gonna walk oh, yeah. into the san andreas fault and just <laughs> plumb it so to the ground right <laughs> I, I have i have no fight in me i'll absolutely bow out i'll be like i don't want even if i survive do i really want to live in the world after this no <laughs> exactly that's what i think i'm like if this is happening i've I, seen I, the get, fucking get zombie show and i'm like this sounds terrible here. i hope i'm not there the rest of my life is living in bunkers and having to shoot people just to survive. I don't want to do that. Just, Unless I have no. this one million dollar mansion with all these cabinets, I feel like I could I could vibe <laughs> with that. You know, well, like also in my head, the ideal right is to be like somewhere where you can be you know safe, alone, like in a beautiful wilderness. Yeah, but realistically, I don't know how to fucking do anything. Like no. that's not gonna happen. Yeah anything mm-hmm. it won't be peaceful is the is the thing i've planted so many things and they always die i'm like i'm not gonna survive like and i don't plus, know if someone does stumble upon your peaceful home you have right, no totally backup screwed. coming you have no backup coming no oh, backup coming wait i found you, the actual theory sorry um oh great uh-oh. well someone wrote like any cults looking for a spot this is it haha ha. and then somebody said maybe for <laughs> sneakers ha, 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 ha. and then someone said maybe for sneakers or books and then somebody sneakers. said uh oh i'm from norcal and this the town this house is near has a bunch of mormons so it's probably designed for like a massive family but then somebody said this theory is incorrect allegedly uh the owner of the home just had a shopping addiction and needed space for her keep and among the items they took out of the house were twenty five thousand books thousands of dvds and vhs tapes uh so and she was 89 and passed away and that's why they're selling the house so apparently she had so Hmm. much stuff she was collecting very well organized for like somebody with those hoarding tendencies that would also make sense because i feel like those colors are very like that's an older house an older person's house for sure totally and also i will add like as much as um as much as this could be a prepper house, like there's not like a bomb shelter or anything. Like, don't you usually have right, a space like, for right. weapons and stuff? Yeah. Like safe. I, w- I wouldn't. Uh, I don't really talk to that side of the family. So. I know. I mean, I don't know <laughs> either. Probably a obviously, hard, uh, door to open there. I mean, I think what's really just the eerie part that makes it feel like the back rooms is that it's the fluorescent office lights in the, a home. The, the fluorescent lights are no good. No good. Oof. Oof. That. I, yeah. That's my number one hate hatred in any horror movies <laughs> when they're fluorescent lights. I'm like, we got to change flickering the lighting. A bit. You're like, stop it. Stop it. Sammy just texted she. They, yeah, I think she has an internet outage, so we may oh, just gosh. close it out without her. Oh, okay. sorry, so. Sammy. <laughs> sorry, Sammy. <laughs> All right, here are the we facts for the, the Winchester house, which today would have cost $71 million. Holy shit. Holy shit. Uh, it was built from 1886 to 1922, uh, and it is t- Damn. still 24,000 square feet with 10,000 windows, 2,000 doors, and oh that does God. not mean... 2,000 doors attached to 2,000 rooms. It's just <laughs> doors. The doors are just like hanging through the ceiling 2, and stuff. 2,000 doors? You tried to oh, memorize so this wild. house, by the way? Like, I, amazing. Yeah, yeah whoa, whoa, that was a bold move. <laughs> it was COVID. I had nothing to do. No, that's fair. 160 <laughs> rooms, 52 skylights, 47 stairways and fireplaces, 17 chimneys. So 17 chimneys for 47 fireplaces. Yeah. Makes yeah. You're not putting fires in all those yeah, fireplaces. That's decorative. Thirteen. <laughs> uh, bathrooms and six kitchens wow oh I'm, i gotta say if i had 180 rooms is that what it was 180 160 
160. I would definitely more a greater percentage of those would be bathrooms and kitchens. For you know, sure. uh, there, it was interesting because she was again, this was so long ago that like they bathrooms like this were not mm. normal. And so like indoor plumbing mm. was like not a thing, you know, so it was very That's true. It, it would really maybe be a nightmare for the to time. It was bathrooms. a lot, you know, to have all those bathrooms and she had a private also, bathroom. She's still just one lady. Right. You it's know, still just her. Two if you're talking about uh, Mary. So I guess but even the like, I mean, I really appreciate it. It was granted just for her but she was the only one living there um for the most part but a lot of her designs were very accessible for the things mm-hmm. that she needed and yes. like it's very cool and very just user friendly in general um were like all the counters in the kitchen if the sink is in the middle both sides of the counter would dip down so as you were like cutting produce the water would drip into the sink for you cool. Love and like that. just very like uh just uh, what a brain this woman had like just truly a mind give for us this. her movie <laughs> yeah exactly i know that's that part maybe that's why i felt so off put by it but like another thing too is um that we got to see which was cool is where her room is um she had these fire like a room i think they call it the hall of fire or something and it's these fireplaces and again she had this terrible um arthritis that she suffered like a lot of pain from it and so mm. she kept it really warm in this space like she mm. had these fireplaces uh. and so at night she could like stay warm and cozy yeah. and, and she it was she built it so that every fireplace was like directing the heat forward to her so yeah, very that it, like it, a tunnel guard <laughs> yeah this woman's a genius she was this and like also a, a great person which is so cool to hear and like also a woman and also just like ahead of her time i just it's just such a cool story and That's i felt like so we cool. didn't know all that until we got to kind of do the background tour and we were like well this is quite a so maybe that's also part of it is watching the movie i'm like man there's so much cool stuff about this house that could have just been at least peppered in or yeah like, uh, or or could have made such a cool plot point and just kind of didn't you know but yeah what a shame what a shame. Well, what a shame the world there's still an opening in the world for a Cool movie about Sarah Winchester. Oh, yeah. You guys have anything so. to do this weekend? We can start writing a script. Yeah, let's, get to, let's put pen to paper. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to be our male lead, though? Yeah. Oh, we got to find, we so many ideas. So a many male thoughts. perspective to take us through. Timothee. Honest, honestly, now that you say Timotay. that, I'm like, I'd love to see him in this movie. I'd love to see him in anything. Me too. Um, okay. Well, this was fabulous. I'm so thrilled to have learned more about this house. I will. I. It, it's going moving up to the top of my list of the place i need to go but before we sign off tell us one more time about your podcast where we can find you i believe you have a book oh man we do. Oh, and the book has a, a chapter about the winchester mystery house so <gasps> oh, you know pretty cool stuff uh yeah so our podcast is uh and that's why we drink and we have new episodes every sunday we also have another uh, uh spotify original episode uh podcast called rituals and uh we have a book a haunted road atlas and we this <gasps> week are finishing our tour our live show so it's oh been a, my god been a wild we have wild headaches, time but we're having a good time you know we're tired but we're loving it and yeah you can find us at atwwd podcast on all the socials um or listen on any podcast platform um we talk about ghosts and crime and try to try to keep it as lighthearted as possible <laughs> yeah we got a website and that's why we drank.com and if you want we also do listeners episodes uh on the first of every month so you can submit your own true crime and paranormal stories and uh Ooh. might be in the running yeah. That's so cool. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, wow. 
Thank you guys so it. much for this coming on. So I learned fun. so much. I, I went from zero to 100% knowledge about You're Winchester. You're going to have weird dreams tonight, I think. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, probably. I'm immediately going to look up if there's still a virtual. Yes, I'm like, you should. I, I just need to. And if the, at the very least, I'm looking up a lot of photos. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I want everyone to keep in mind at the top of your mind is reality of, of what is it? Oh, illusion. Oh, illusion? Oh, yeah. Don't or let illusion. fear control you. Reality and illusion are a distortion of grief Two or something. Of sure. the same coin. Who knows? Anyway. <laughs> I mean, it just rolls off the tongue. It does. Uh, <laughs> so I'll never forget. Um, well, we did. I will just know we did lose Sammy to an internet yeah, outage oops. a few minutes ago. So we're going to sign off without her. Oh, well. Um, Bye, Sammy. Oh, well. We miss you. Bye, Sammy. Um, and from all of us here at Too Scared and Watch, goodbye. 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 Thank you, my friends, for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had fun hanging with us, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. And if you're interested in things like bonus episodes, video trailer reactions, and other cool content, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. All right, we love you all forever and ever, starting a while ago and continuing into eternity. Adios. That was a HeadGum Podcast.